Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome back. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. We don't get to go this time because I've already opened my beer. You already opened your beer and I'm apparently dry for some reason. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a busy day and I just, I didn't get any, I didn't grab alcohol. There's always time to grab alcohol though. Apparently not for me today. Well, next time? Next time for show. Next, I'll, I'll drink extra fast to compensate. Okay. How's that? Yeah. I don't even have water. Like what the heck's going on here? You're going to be parched. I know. I think it's because I have to go down a ladder <laughs> to get it <laughs> that I'm being lazy. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay. Um, our studio sound is awesome. I just got to point that out. We've had a couple of people talk to us about that and they're like, it sounds fucking dope in there. Yeah, which is sweet because we were worried a little bit about that actually. Yeah. And I just put down a little carpet today too. To yeah. Help dampen that sound even more. Our fancy boho carpet. Our boho carpet. Yeah. And bean bags. <laughs> Oh, it's good. It's nice. I like it in this little studio loft. It is good. It's like a little, I, I it's a little uncomfortable-ish, but I just, I have to figure out like, we gotta, I have to figure out how to yeah. sit and how it's going to work. We got to work ourselves into it and get the space kind of worked around us and figure out how it's, how we're going to make it comfortable for us. You know? We have to do that for the whole tiny home because I think with tiny home living, like you have to have a spot for everything. Yes. Like everything has to have its freaking spot and we're not quite there yet. So it's like. A little chaotic still, but it's going to get <laughs> there. Little, it's fucking It has to get shit. there. It's going to get there. It is. Positive thinking here. Can, can you hear that in my voice, though? Do I sound a little raspy? Yeah. I do? It's from yelling at FanCon all weekend. Oh, <laughs> what is FanCon? Well, you should share that. Well, let me tell you what FanCon is. <laughs> uh, it's a comic book convention. I was, I was a guest. You were a FanCon. guest. Yeah. I was an invited guest as a content Fancy. creator. Fancy. Um, because those who don't know, I'm actually a TikToker. I have over 150,000 followers on TikTok. <laughs> toot that horn. Toot, toot. Um, and of course, Wicked and Grim. Mm-hmm. Um, but you weren't able to join for Wicked and Grim, so it was just me as a solo content creator. Because I had a massive amount of photo shoots this weekend. You were getting your photos on. this <laughs> professional photographer. Well, it's fall. That season is just yeah. like, whew, People want the pretty fall photos. Everyone wants fall photos. Yep. Um, but while I was actually at FanCon, there was another podcast that was guesting there, uh, the Dairy Public Radio, and they were actually super awesome. So shout out cool. to them, everyone I got to meet. I, I did get a selfie, so I'll be posting that selfie on our Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. What was their podcast about again? What? It, well, let me tell you what it was about. <laughs> well, no, I, I actually can't remember. <laughs> Wasn't it like Stephen King? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know. You got to listen to him because I... I listened to uh, The Long Walk because they talk about the Stephen King. Well, it's a Stephen King book club podcast. Okay, So cool. they'll read a Stephen King book um, and they'll read a few chapters and they'll do an episode on the few chapters they read and they'll talk about it. Oh, that's kind of fun. So I, I asked them which one they recommended and I was recommended The Long Walk. I've okay. never read the book before, but I'm one who, spoilers don't bother me. Right. It gives me something to look forward to in my perspective. So anyways, I listened to, I think it was three episodes for the long walk, mm-hmm. I have to read this fucking book now. Oh my god! Do you? <laughs> their their podcast is awesome. So if you guys are inter- interested in Stephen King books or a book club podcast, definitely hit up the Dairy Public Radio. That's kind of fun, actually, because I don't know. Sometimes I feel like book clubs are kind of 
clicky. And, like, if you're not invited to one, then it's like, oh, well, that's kind of sad. So it's like they're, like, inviting everyone to yeah, a book club. Yeah, they're inviting everyone to read the book along with them and kind <laughs> of go that's along awesome. their discussions. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. And me being damn near illiterate, it's it's nice that I can go at my own pace. Totally. I can I can read the book when I want and then listen to the episode months later when I learn how to pronounce certain words. <laughs> <laughs> can we also have a correction dun, yeah. dun, dun. big time correction well not big time it's a little thing but it's on gabby petito it's a big case currently mm-hmm. so little correction um brian is not 37 years old no it's the same age as her right 23 uh yeah he was 23 years old apparently they went to the same high school yeah so, so that was a nasty rumor that uh, that got out there. Yeah, and we fell victim to that. Uh, when we were researching, the rumor was at its peak, at its height. And uh, I found several websites that actually said 37 years old. Hmm. Um, so it went like wildfire, really, it did. hey? It really did. So correction, Gabby Petito, um, the whole case with that, Brian was not 37 years old. He was 23. And he now- is 23. And now her body has been officially found and it's been officially confirmed that it's been a homicide. Yes. Which is really, really shitty. It is. Um, I haven't actually looked up. Do you know if they're still looking for Brian? As far as I know, because the last... Okay, well, hopefully this isn't a rumor. I don't think it is, but I saw a news thing about dog the bounty hunter oh, i just googled it and it just came oh, up. okay the first thing that came is up now on it brian. he's yep. like i'm gonna find him <laughs> fox news dog the bounty hunter joins brian laundry manhunt says he's received more than 1000 leads yeah that's that's the fox News. i think headline. i would be like actually shitting my pants if that guy was looking for me i'm not gonna lie you know <laughs> i don't know i i would not i i'm sure he had his prime when he was good I think he's past that now. Does he, is he, because he had a TV show, right? Does he still he have did. a TV show? Like, I don't even know much I don't about know if him. He does still. But he but did. But anyway, so he's going to, I feel like he has to be found. I'm slightly curious, though, if he's alive is yeah, my one who thing. Knows? Yeah. He might have, like, made a bolt and is, like, gone to Mexico by now. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our little little tidbits. But I think at this point, we should move on to our case. Let's move on to the case. Let's do it. What do and you got for I us? I dropped it last week. Um, so if you listen to last week, you know what's going on here. But it's, we're doing a Texas case. Yeah. Y'all. y'all. Y'all, we're doing a Texas case. Um, we actually have a ton of listeners from Texas. So, so shout out to you Shout guys. out to all of them. They're freaking awesome. You. Um, and this case, okay, like researching it, I just like got a massive amount of goosebumps constantly. Oh, do tell why. Cause like the victims in the story are so young and they're just like these beautiful girls and mm. they had their whole life ahead of them. Oh, you're and it was just like, already. it was taken the fuck away from them. And taking I'm, the fuck away. I'm just like not okay with that. It's not cool. Well, I mean, any murder or anything like that is never cool. It's not. But it just hits home a little harder when the victims are young, young. And especially kids. Yeah, young. And th- that there was four of them. <sighs> so. Dropping these bombs already. Here we go. the story started. This is the story of the 1991 Austin yogurt shop murders. I have heard you talk about this a time or two. So. And it's spoiler alert. I'm just doing a spoiler right off the friggin' bat here. It's an Uh-oh. unsolved case. Yes. Oh, I love me the unsolved I'm ones. I'm off just landing on my laptop, which is <laughs> really freaking weird. Well, we have French doors <laughs> in the tiny home. And we keep leaving them open, which is a problem. It's awesome, though, because we it's just so nice. live in the outdoors a little bit, even though we don't have a deck yet. Yeah. But. I feel like I am spending more time outside, which is sweet. Definitely. Okay. So the fact that this shit isn't solved yet is like just beyond me because it is such a brutal case and the fact that an individual or individuals like they don't even know that yeah wow got away with this is just wow like it's just wow just wow just just freaking wow wow i just heard owen wilson come in wow wow Wow. i can't do owen wilson voice (laughs) i can do voices but not an owen wilson (laughs) oh by the way did i tell you that i got some voice acting tips and stuff while at FanCon. Oh, Did right. You Actually, you said that you were talking to someone, but I don't really know if you got, didn't know you got tips. Well, I got like a whole 
spiel and information on how to put together a voice demo and all that jazz. So, huh? Yeah. Well, get that shit going here. I will. And I almost just interburped there again. And okay, <laughs> the amount of people that also interburp, like hallelujah. Okay, this is a thing, and I'm into it. For the record, I never said it wasn't a thing. I just think the term inner burp is really fucked up. It's well, just like, it what? describes it perfectly. Okay, holy shit. Okay. We're, we're sidetracked here. My bad. Okay, so anyway, it was the evening of Friday, December 6th, 1991. Four teenage girls, 17-year-old Eliza Thomas, 17-year-old Jennifer Harbison, 15-year-old Sarah Harbison, Jennifer's sister, and 13-year-old Amy Ayers, who was Sarah's friend, were all at the shop called I Can't Believe It's Yogurt, which is... (laughs) Is that next door to the I Can't Believe It's Not Butter shop? I think so. (laughs) So this is a chain store that serves soft serve frozen yogurt. Froyo. Ding, ding. I like it. We used to have a shop like a Menchie. It was called Menchie's. Menchie's. I'm not sure if Menchie's is just a Canadian thing, but I was super into it. No, I don't think it it is. I think it's just like a chain because I'm pretty, they had like a wall of celebrities and there was a bunch of like American celebrities on Hollywood shit. But anyway, our freaking, it's closed and that's kind of shitty. We obviously didn't support it enough. Well, I'm not surprised because I mean, it wasn't in a very good location. And also, like an ice cream shop in Canada, people go well, there for like warm weather in and it's Prince cold George, as fuck. Friggin' half the year is yeah. cold here. We so. get like two to three months of summer tops. So that would be hard for them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> three months of summer tops. Well, technically, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So this particular shop was part of the Hillside Strip Center in Austin. Jennifer and Eliza were employees of the store, while Sarah and Amy had ventured over from the mall, which was a few blocks away, and we're just in the back of the store hanging out um, and helping Eliza and Jennifer close. Basically, they're just waiting for Jennifer to give them a ride home. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know, little sibling, right? So the yogurt shop was set to close at 11 p.m. The girls were doing such things as cleaning, stocking napkin holders, putting up chairs to sweep and mop the floor, and helping the last of the customers. Mm When I was like researching that, it almost like brought me back to my Tim Hortons days. And the amount of <laughs> shit that you have to do to like keep up with these kind of stores is just, ugh. Yeah, I can imagine. And also, I, in the back of my head, was like, who's getting Froyo at 11 p.m.? And then I also realized that we would. Yeah, I prob- <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did at Menchie's multiple times do that. So. I know. Yeah, I, I can't knock that. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought it was kind of a late time to be open. But I don't know. They're obviously open for a reason that late, hey, right? Yeah, they're obviously selling merch and stuff then. So and they're froyo. I didn't have this in here, but some people were like kind of against the fact that they it was that late and the girls were that young and closing. But I mean like seventeen years old. Yeah, I mean I feel like that's okay. I think so too. So obviously they were responsible, right? And there was like it wasn't just like it was one of them. Yeah. So However, okay, so back to this. They're closing down shop. However, there was one table that didn't get put together for the night. And that's because it was occupied by two men. Dun, dun, dun. There are a few people in and out of the yogurt shop shortly before close. And a few of them didn't get the best of vibes about these individuals that occupy this particular table. One woman wanted to ask if the girls were all right before she left, but the girls seemed fine, so she went against her gut, got her froyo, and left the shop. Oh, shit. Oh, like, you gotta listen to those freaking gut feelings, I think. Not that I think she should regret this or, like, blame herself, but, I mean, if I always regret not listening to my gut feelings, because they're there for a reason, I think. Do you mind if I go off on a little bit of a tangent here? Complete different story, something I read on a Reddit thread today. Sure. It's, okay, it was like this creepy stories thing, right? And so it's like, you know, what's a a real story that you'll never forget? Something that actually happened to you, but it was like creepy as fuck. So this person was like at a train station waiting for their like super late train. And they had like a couple hours to kill. So they're walking around these platforms and stuff. And they saw this little girl standing there, like alone, like in an empty platform and no one's around. Okay. It's like almost 
super creepy and like dark and shit. So like, okay, well they went with their gut. They wanted to make sure this little girl was okay, but they didn't want to like bother her. So he sat down on a nearby bench and like just kind of watched her. Mm-hmm. 25 minutes goes by in total. And they're like, okay, someone's got to come soon. Maybe the mom just went to the bathroom, all this sort of shit. Little girl never moved a muscle the whole time. I'm expediting this story, by the way. So there's not much suspense in it. But eventually the person's like, I'm going to go up and like, I, I'm going to ask this little girl if they're okay. Cause they're just like standing there, just staring at me, not moving a muscle for damn near half an hour. So they go over to the step, the, the little girl and, and it's a statue of like a, le- a Lego little girl <laughs> that's been built just sitting there in the platform. Oh my gosh. I feel like after that long of time that you would like realize. But they took, they, there was cell phone video or photos of it. And like from a distance where they were sitting, it looked legit like a little girl standing there. Hmm. And then as you get up close and then, yeah, they took a photo and it's just like a bunch of these like giant Lego blocks put into a little girl. Oh my gosh. I know like in this scenario, I was feeling like if she had this gut feeling, she could even, she was there so close to close. I guess she could have just like waited in the parking lot. But yeah. then still, like at some point you do have to just live your life, I guess, and, I mean, what and are get the home. Odds I don't know. Something like that is about to happen. Exactly. Exactly. And also like, if these little, if these young women are 17 years old and everything like that, would this have changed if they were 24? If they were a little bit older, would this incident, oh, like, you know? Yeah. Because people were saying maybe they're too young to probably have been there. Not. Yeah, probably like, not. Probably not, really. Yeah. So, if anything, if they were that old, they wouldn't have probably had their little sibling and friend in the back, there I guess, right? So, maybe. Probably. Oh, yes. I mean, less victims then, I guess. Technically, yeah, probably. But, but. oh, that's like, ugh. That was supposed to be helpful, but it wasn't. So thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just trying to like. Oh my gosh. I don't know what I was trying to do, yeah. but apparently I just was not helping. So I'm going to shut Yeah, up. that was not helpful. I've been talking lots anyway, so <laughs> I'm zipping it. Okay. So it wasn't until 1147 p.m. that police officer Troy Gay, who was patrolling the area, reports a fire at the, ca- the I can't believe, it's yogurt shop. The fire department showed up, they did their job, they put the fire out without even a thought that this could be any more than just a fire. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know where this is going. As they are doing their post fire walkthrough, you know, making sure the fire was completely out, mm-hmm. they got a glimpse, a glimpse of what appeared to be a human charred foot which was their initial discovery of what would be three charred black bodies to the point of beyond recognition. Oh, shit. So three, you said, right? Three. So at this point, Detective John Jones was called to the scene. And as he was en route, he got an update that a fourth body was found. There's the fourth. But also Detective John Jones. How badass of a detective name is that? (laughs) I'm Detective John Jones. It's pretty Let's cool. Get these fuckers. Yeah. You know, it seemed like he did a good job. Mouth at all times. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, he did a good good job. There was, we'll get to that. But anyway, it's claimed that this was the day Austin lost its innocence. Oh, shit. In 1991, Austin was not the size of the town it is today. In the 1990s, the population was about 450,000, where today it's more than doubled in size. And back then, they did not have, like, a lot of violent crimes. But I was also, like, thinking back to, like, the 90s. I feel like shit's just gotten worse since then. Like, in the... Back then, worse was stuff as violent. Well, were there know, as many violent crimes? There's oh, definitely. I think it was what I think the 70s and the 80s was like the height of like serial killers. Oh, okay. like they, they lit. I can't remember what they call it, but it's like literally the serial killer era. There's a there's a name they've named it, but so definitely, it's just nowadays, there's so much social media and worldwide like reach that people's stories are just all over the place I you guess. wake up you see murder stories constantly because you're seeing it from around the world in the 90s that's true it's just usually you hear about one or two on the radio from globally and then in the paper for locally well i mean too i guess at that age i was just living my life making my mud pies so <laughs> shit, just, mud pies. shit just seemed simpler than it does now and i feel like the world's going to hell sometimes yeah. but 
I was chasing frogs in the 90s for me. Yeah, look at us go. It's a good combo. Yeah. So as Detective Jones entered the flooded scene, his initial response was, holy shit. I was thinking fuck, but okay, holy shit. Holy shit. The bodies of the four girls were burnt so badly, their melted bodies had become part of the floor. They were naked, bound, and gagged with their own clothes. Their legs spread, one girl having an ice cream scoop left inside of her. Oh, shit. Each girl had been shot in the head. That's fucking disgusting. So that paints a little bit of a poor visual. I'm quite sorry. And I guarantee you that melted the butter next door, and I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, that shit must have been definitely melted. Yeah. Is that the still thing? I can't believe it's not butter. Well, yeah, that, that that was like the 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 margarine slogan. Yeah, but do they still make that even? Margarine? Yeah. Well, that kind of margarine. Oh, probably. What, what kind was it? Was it based? I don't or even something? know. I don't know. I'm like not into margarine. We're we've totally switched to butter oh, in this house. Butter all the way. You resisted. So don't even that. Okay, I did resist. <laughs> I, I for the longest time, and it was just like unbelievable that you kept resisting. Okay, okay, okay. To be fair, to be fair, I've always been pro butter for cooking. Yeah, but, but on toast, well, it's because margarine's more convenient. Yes, because the spreadability. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, it's all about the anyway. Spreadability. Now that you know, like our <laughs> butter margarine preference here, I'll describe the shop and scene a bit more. As you enter the shop. There's a row of booths on your left and your right with some tables in the middle. The table that didn't get put together for the night, so where the two men were sitting, was on the row of booths on the left closest to the counter. Then you had the front counter and just under half the store. Like, it seemed like the back end of the store was huge. I don't I don't know why. That just seemed weird to me. But... Just under half the store was the back room, which consisted, they had like a walk-in cooler, storage, washrooms, office bath, oh, office, I don't know, I have office <laughs> bathrooms, it's not an office, office bathroom. Slash office slash bathrooms? Yeah, so I there have bathrooms go. in there twice, and a prep-like area. And the one thing that is kind of odd is like those bathrooms, even though they were behind the counter, I think that they were for get, for people coming to the restaurant, which I oh, thought really? was really odd because we'll kind of talk a little bit more no, about I mean, it. But maybe it was like a, a location that they came into and it was just like they just made what it was the layout was work for them. Yeah, it could be because I think like lots of times when you're serving food, like you almost legally have to have a bathroom or something. I think so. So all of the bodies were found in the back room area. Two of the bodies, Sarah and Eliza, were found stacked on top of each other with Jennifer's body right next to them. And Amy was a little further away, closer to the entrance from the back room to like the main the main open area. It's unsure if this is the way the killers had left the bodies or if the force from the water when they were putting out the fire left them like this. Mm. Some reports say all the bodies were stacked and the water had unstacked them, like the pressure from the yep. hoses. And some say the water could have potentially sla- or stacked the bodies of Sarah and Eliza. Or it's thought the initial gunshot Amy received didn't kill her and she started crawling away trying to escape, disturbing the pile, but was found and shot again. She, Because she was actually the only girl with a second gunshot wound to the head. Oh, really? Oh, shit. That's very likely then. So like, it could definitely have been a possibility. Wow. Yeah, which is really sad to kind of think about that, oh, eh? Being in that situation, like, imagine trying to crawl away from that scene with a wound like that to your head. <sighs> oh, my God. That poor girl. I know. And that was... Um, here, let me just, Oh shit. I'm pretty sure Amy was the youngest one. Oh, too. oh no. Um, so where am I here? What are you doing to us? Babe? <laughs> I know. Holy I'm fuck. so sorry. No, you're not. Don't lie. Okay. It's a very, okay. It, I told you this case, like I literally constantly had goosebumps cause I just like felt so freaking bad. Okay. So Amy's body 
also wasn't burnt to the extent the other girls were, so would be slightly helpful to the investigation. It was her body that gave Detective Jones an indication that sexual assault had occurred. The other three girls' bodies were... The, the ice cream scoop didn't give that away? Well, she was the one with the ice cream scoop, oh, okay, I think. okay. So... The other three girls' bodies were so burnt, they were beyond recognition. It's unknown if the three girls were covered in, like, accelerant at the start of the... Oh, sorry. Holy heck, where am I here? Okay. It's unknown if the three girls were covered with accelerant and were, like, the start of the fire. Yeah. Or if the storage shelf beside them was, like, the origin Mm. of the fire. Well, either way, that's kind of... I mean, did they just like splash gas all over, sort of thing? Maybe is that a cat getting in? Is Kiwi doing some shit? Kiwi. I don't know. I can hear weird things going on down there. I think he's. I think he's being a dick. Kiwi, stop being a dick. <laughs> we can hear everything that's going on in our house now, which is so funny. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. Well, there. So okay. Th- I'm about to kind of go into something here because there was a few investigation errors. In this case. Oh, errors. And the girls not being tested for that. Accelerant? Yeah. Was one of them. Um, Because when it came to questioning the accused, it prevented the investigators from having all the facts, basically. Right? So, I mean, I don't, like, it doesn't seem like a huge error. But then when they are trying to get confessions or whatever, like, they technically didn't know all the facts, yeah, really, that, right? That makes sense. So it does make sense. I was like, why does it matter where the fire was started? The shell for them, but when it comes down to actual questioning and yeah. confessions, the the smaller the more of you details, know, the better, right? Yes. So a few other noteworthy errors made was the bathroom didn't get dusted for prints, and earlier that evening there had been a questionable individual who went in the back to use the bathroom. Mm. They also didn't check the lock on the back door to see if it was tampered with. And the back door had actually been left propped open. So whoever did this could have propped the door open at some point. Maybe, And they were thinking it could have potentially even been that questionable man using the bathroom. And he wasn't actually using the bathroom, but he was going in the yep. back to prop the door open. And once the shop had closed, like, people entered that way, right? Yep. Um. There are also a few items that were missed being collected or saved. And it's hard to say if these things would have helped solve the case, but you never know, right? The fuck, John Jones? Get on your shit. You're John Jones, right? Yeah. Detective. high expectations for him with that name. But, okay, I also, I mean, okay, I also think it's human nature to later, like, question how you potentially handled a situation oh and hindsight if, is definitely 2020 if there was things that you could have done differently or better but i mean i guess when it's like in a mur- murder investigation it's kind of a harder pill to swallow right yeah fair enough um there isn't a lot that can be done to help the parents cope especially like okay not that one parent has it worse but the one that like lost both i feel like yeah <gasps> there was like one thing i was reading or watching and she had gotten a knock, like, on the door at 3 in the morning, basically, like, informing her that her oh, daughters were dead. Shit. Like, I just, that is right there to me is, like, just a reason to never have children. <laughs> well, I mean, she was probably sitting there, like, where are my daughters? Like, she's probably, she's not sleeping. She's waiting for her daughters to get home. Guaranteed. Well, I don't know, because it depends if they were sleeping over at the i don't know they like or they came they were going to be home late like she could have already been sleeping right like she might not necessarily have been like where are they waiting but i just i just feel like that's such a fear that anyone could have like getting a phone call or getting a knock on the door in the middle of the night to getting news like that is just the most heart-wrenching shit i can think i can think of if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Yeah, that's brutal. Anyway, sorry, we're just we're just really <laughs> pulling at the heartstrings today. No kidding. Wow. So anyway, I you mean you guys don't have tissues, get them. Get the tissues. Because <laughs> you're going to be a river today. So, what I was basically saying is like there's not a lot to help the parents. But I feel like maybe knowing that the people responsible for the crime are locked up might be the tiniest of helpful. Yeah, there's that little bit of closure. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that they're not out there potentially doing that to someone else. So um, a lot of evidence was also destroyed in the fire. The fire needed to be put out. But in doing so, forensic evidence also could have been washed away and destroyed. Yep. Especially with a high pressure. And they didn't even know that there was a... I know. They had no idea. Murder, so they just like, I'm sure we're walking everywhere and like tearing shit down. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, but then this brings me to say, like, I'm not entirely certain if there would have been a different way to put out a fire than having known that there was a crime scene inside right Mm -hmm. but it was mentioned had they known prior to the extent of the crime they probably would have done things differently oh that like oh anyway there may have been different ways of of um gathering evidence and a lack of evidence in this case could be why it's not potentially solved right yeah and that's exactly why they lit the fire, too, clearly to try and get rid of evidence. And clearly, it fucking worked. I feel like that, yeah, that's probably why you would light a fire. I've heard of that in yeah. other cases. Mm-hmm. It gets, I would imagine, it gets rid of, well, it gets rid of a lot of things, which yeah. is kind of, ugh. Burn, baby, burn. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. People even do that to the houses and shit to get insurance. Like, yep. fire is an interesting thing. Although, it's... um. Like investigators can get real specific on burn patterns and shit, and they can pretty much usually pinpoint like a which is spark wild and shit. Yeah, I know. Like even okay, even forest fires. Yeah, and they can like pinpoint where it started, and if it was like started by a cigarette or yeah. something, that is just like blows like, my holy mind. Fuck, <laughs> how do you learn that shit? Like that's some smart shit. Where where is this school that you learn that this is the cigarette burn that burned this forest down? Like what? I know. I know. I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> At the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Or just find the person that knows. Yeah. Okay. So a few more details I wanted to mention. About $500 was taken from the cash register. At 11.03, there's record that Eliza hit the button on the cash register for no charge sale, indicating that there was a robbery aspect to this crime as well. Yeah. It's not known if this was the main motive, but being that it was just $500 and it appeared the girls freely handed over the money, it wouldn't seem so. Like, I feel like if you were doing something to get money, like, would you pick the freaking Froyo shop? Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I don't think so, right? Unless you're like super desperate sort of thing. Yeah. But if you're super desperate, you probably don't have the means of having a firearm. Yeah. So most I, likely. Not I think it's probably sure, like but. a sexual assault thing. More so, right? It just doesn't seem like it would be a robbery. Yeah, they most likely probably went in with sexual assault in mind and just like, let's get cash while we're at it. Because something I didn't even mention um or that I don't have written down in here, but some 
reports kind of said it could have been people following the young girls from mm-hmm. the mall to this yogurt shop mm-hmm. or something, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so as I had mentioned, all the girls were shot in the head with a twenty-two caliber gun. And I meant to look that up. Here's the twenty-two caliber what is again. That again. It's a twenty-two caliber is really popular for um like shooting people in the head. It definitely shows it could have been premeditated. Okay. Um, because twenty twos don't exit the skull. Right. The bullet goes in and it doesn't exit. It goes in the skull, it bounces around a couple times, like scrambles your fucking brain, ensures you're dead usually, and it's not messy. It's not blown out. And yeah, it's how, a clean shot and quiet as fuck. How big is this gun? Small. Is it small? Okay. Super small. Okay. I need to like research my guns here, but I also feel like my Google history is fucked up enough <laughs> and uh, maybe I just won't. <laughs> yeah. We might be getting on a knock, a knock on our door one of these days. Yeah. I feel like, oh, if anyone would look there, I just like, holy shit. Yeah. Okay. But Amy was shot twice, as I had mentioned. And the second shot to her head was actually done with a different weapon, a larger caliber weapon. Nine millimeter? Oh gosh, I can't remember. Oh, you didn't have it written down. No, a three eighty is that larger? Three oh eight, maybe. Like a hunting rifle? I don't know. It said it was like a much bigger, okay, weapon, um, which isn't super important. Which kind of weapon? But what is kind of important and interesting is that it indicates that there was probably more than one person, right? Because would you be like packing both guns? Like I, I seem like it would. Indicate that there was more than one person involved in the crime. Most likely. Even if you are packing multiple guns, you're probably going to use the same one that's in your fucking hand rather than swapping them out. Yeah. So. Um, Amy also had a bruise under her chin, indicating that she had been struck and also had showed signs of being strangled. Fuck. These poor girls. So, like, they they really just went through hell. Yeah. No kidding. Oh. So once the autopsy oh, report, I'm sorry, I just came up with a really, and it's, I know it's super dark, but I came up with a funny tagline. Okay. Because it's a Froyo shop. Hell just froze over. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Then. I'm sorry, but it just popped in there and I had to share it. Why I'm sorry. are you here? You're just making everything <laughs> way worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay. It was good though. You have to hand me that. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It was super fucking dark. My but God. It was good. My gosh. Sorry. I digress. Continue. Oh, are we ready to continue? Like, I need a moment here. <laughs> okay. So, once the autopsy reports were finalized on the girls, the police decided to seal. I was going to say steal, but that doesn't make any sense. Seal the reports. So, like, keep them to themselves right yeah this was this way once they received confession they would be able to know if it was a was a match to what actually had happened Mm -hmm. and i didn't really think this was this would be something that investigators had to worry about but apparently like false confessions are a thing and this case had many of them which is so wild to me i knew false confessions were a thing but like many really okay this is this is wild at one point the pool of suspects was 342 people holy shit and they had dozens of false confessions whoa like what the fuck really i was just like what why like why so that's like just not normal i mean i think there's probably a generally a pool of suspects, but it's not like 342. Yeah. And there aren't usually dozens of false confessions. What if one of those confessions is legit? I know. Like, it's almost like what they even know. <laughs> like, Fuck. it just, it just it takes so taking up all the, re- the resources of the investigators to have to deal with all this shit. Yeah. Okay, well, guess what? We just took a tiny break because the dogs were being jerks. <laughs> one was pacing around and the other one was starting to get mad. But guess so. what? I got a drink. That's what. <laughs> Best break ever. Right. My drink's almost empty. I should have got one from you. Yeah, you screwed up. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like constantly just literally changing up lately. I'm drinking a twisted tea now. 
I've been drinking Smirnoff. Sometimes I drink local shit. It's just I'm all over the freaking place. Let's do margaritas one day. We well, have, we're... but we need to again. Oh, yeah, we have. That was the best. Okay. Okay. Woohoo. We're diving in here. So this is a bit of a side note. Okay. Where the heck were we here? Okay. So this is a side note. I'm not going to go into many details of all the confessions Mm -hmm. that occurred, but one of them I am going to because it's just interesting. So it was Kenneth Allen McDuff. And some people may recognize that name because he was a serial killer suspected of at least 14 murders. And it could be a case we even do one day. So in 1966, he murdered three teens and it was dubbed the Broomstick Murders Mm. because, oh, have you heard of that? I have heard that one. Okay. I hadn't heard of that because one of the victim's necks was broken with a broomstick after she was apparently repeatedly, repeatedly raped, which sounds absolutely brutal. Yeah. Anyway, in 1989, and this, I, I just can't even believe I'm about to read this. Due to prison overcrowding, Kenneth was paroled, but it is believed after he was released, he committed many more murders. Fuck. Like, because the prison was overcrowded? Is that like a joke? Yeah, way to fail. Like, ugh, That is just God. not okay. He was taken back into custody and sent to death row. But the day of his execution, he confessed to the yogurt shop murders. Mm-hmm. Being such a last-minute confession, it was believed... This was a last straw of stopping his execution. Okay. But it did not. And either way, they looked into it and determined that he didn't commit the crime. Okay. Okay. So, and I think that that just is probably a smart thing for criminals to do. Yeah, just trying to delay the inevitable sort of thing. Oh, actually, I did this. Well, shit, now we got to look into it. Because they feel like they may need him for something or whatever, right? Okay, so that was the little the little side note. Back to the main story. Eight days after the murders, investigators got a tip to look into a teenager named Maurice Pierce. This particular 16-year-old was apparently seen with a 22 caliber gun at the same mall Sarah and Amy were, were at before heading to the yogurt shop the night of the murders. Oh, shit. During questioning, Maurice said... He'd lent the gun to his friend Forrest Wellborn, and that he and that he Forrest used the gun to commit the yogurt shop murders. Like way to throw your. I mean, I shouldn't. I was like way to throw your friend under the bus, but. So he's saying he knew his friend did it. Yeah, is what he was saying. Okay. Okay. Forrest was then obviously brought in for questioning, but told investigators that he and Maurice and their friends Robert Springsteen and Michael Scott (laughs) (laughs) had stolen an SUV the night of the murders and taken it on a joyride to San and where was it? I think I spelled that wrong. I'm still hung up on Michael Scott. I know. I knew you would... (laughs) Um, San Antonio, I think, but I think I spelt that really weird. Hopefully that was the right place. I don't know how close that is to San Antonio or in San, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I butchered <laughs> it and I guess I didn't, cr- cr- anyway, it's underlined and I never fixed it. And now I'm like, what the shit does that say? Is it San Antonio? Yes. Oh, okay. Is that close to Houston? I have no idea. My geography is <laughs> Oh terrible. my goodness. Someone will tell us. It probably is. Hopefully. Anyway. Well, fingers crossed. If that's a joy, they went on a joyride. So I'm assuming that it's semi-close. Anyway. Um, this then put Robert and Michael Scott. <laughs> I don't think I'll just have to always say Michael Scott. Yes. On the police radar as well. After length, lengthy questioning, Detective Jones and his team dismissed Maurice as a suspect, concluding that he was lying. Um, Hmm. Detective Jones said it became very clear that neither Maurice nor Forrest had any connection to the crime, saying Forrest had no clue he couldn't organize a two-car parade. (laughs) (laughs) So why would he throw his friend under the bus like that, though? Like, what a dick. I know. I just thought that was kind of odd. But I don't know. He was young. 
he was probably like kind of intimidated and just like didn't want him. But like, if that's your friend, like, I don't know. That makes me seriously suspicious of him. Like trying to throw the heat elsewhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, His gun was also tested though, and was not a match to the murder weapon. So, like, what did they test the rifling or what? I'm assuming. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what you, what you test in guns. You're putting me on the spot. The rifling. Here. It's basically the fingerprint of the the gun. Yeah, they tested that and it didn't match. Okay. Okay. That was not the end of their story, though. Well, shit. I feel like you think you think that you're already thinking it's not, but this is probably not going to end the way you thought. You think? It's not going to end the way I thought. I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so although the case was never entirely abandoned, Detective Jones got promoted, and it wasn't until 1999, eight years after the crime, that a new team of investigators would target these four boys, now men, once again, mm-hmm. okay. and bring them back in for questioning. Okay, okay, okay. So and at this point, two of them would confess to the killings. Really? Michael Scott <laughs> confessed to the killings, and Robert Springsteen also confessed to killing the girls and raping one of them. The police at this point were convinced that they had their killers, and October 6, 1999, all four men were arrested. The theory being that the four boys had planned to rob the yogurt shop with Michael... Robert and Maurice entering the shop while Forrest waited outside to on like lookout. Yeah, okay. But that something went terribly wrong during the robbery and that all girls were killed. That just like doesn't make any sense. That to doesn't me. add up. I know. So then you're telling me all four boys committed um very horrific, indecent acts on these girls' corpses? I know, because if, if you're going in there for robbery and shit didn't go right, and then you ac- you accidentally, I don't know, killed people, would you also accidentally rape them? Right. And like, clearly shit did go right because they willingly opened the till to give the money. Mm-hmm. So they got what they went in there for. Like, I don't think the girls would have opposed to just giving them no, the till money if right four girls and four boys and especially the boys having guns alone yeah. in a lock store they're not gonna they're gonna give them the money yeah yeah the like only guaranteed time they may fight is when it comes to the sexual assault yeah yeah and they may not have because they may have had a gun to their fucking head mm-hmm So I should note, though, that both Forrest and Maurice stayed true, saying that they were not involved. The authorities tried twice to accuse Forrest for the murders, but they lacked the evidence. There was actually no physical evidence linking any of the men to the scene. So all the charges against Forrest were dropped, and charges against Maurice were also dropped due to a lack of evidence. So it was just Robert and Michael who went to trial. So is Maurice changing his story then? Because he originally said Forrest did it. Yeah, but they it, it at that point, like it was just kids, like almost just yeah. like making up shit, right? I just feel like then for them this long later to be like going through this again is just like wild i i'm not sure i'm convinced that well i don't know i'm almost convinced that the two they have weren't involved and the two that they don't have were yeah that's kind of where the ones okay the ones that are just like keeping quiet yeah the two that are denying it forrest and maurice i'm convinced they are involved and the two they do have aren't involved Hmm. i almost feel like there's some sort of like blackmail shit going on where they're taking the fall i don't know we're gonna we're gonna dive in here a little deeper i'm gonna buckle up (laughs) okay fuck so robert and michael went to trial and robert and michael were both found guilty of murder 
Robert received the death penalty, and Michael was sentenced to 99 years in prison. And I say Robert was sentenced to the death penalty. So he hasn't like received yeah. the death penalty. Um, but before we go off and celebrate these victories, this emotional roller coaster shit is not over. So not long after the trials, some concerns were brought forward. Concerns that suggested maybe Robert and Michael were innocent and actually didn't have anything to do with the murders. I had mentioned earlier, no physical evidence was attached linking either of these men to the scene. And apparently, they had confessed to the murders under rugged interrogation by this new detective, Hector Polinko, I think is his name. Hector Polinko. And this rugged interrogation is like kind of an understatement. I'm going to give you some examples. Shit, they like beat these kids. I guess they're... They were they were adults. So Michael Scott was questioned for twelve hours. Holy shit, twelve hours! On September 9th, nineteen ninety nine, he was questioned again the next day, and questioned again on September thirteenth. This resulting in over twenty hours of videotaped interrogation. Like this is a wow. long time to be questioned about something. Yeah. I've heard like interrogations going like eight hours and stuff. Like that's, that's a long time, but they're doing that on specific on purpose to break you. Yeah. But like 12 hours and then back to back, like the next day and shit, like, holy fuck. But like, in my opinion, like, cause yeah, some would say like you break, but like, are you breaking because you're like just so fucking exhausted of this shit? Pretty much. That's what they're trying right? to do. Like it's all, it's, I just don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in that position. But anyway, that's what happened. A photo also surfaced from Michael's interrogation room with one of the investigator, investigators bringing in a gun to the room and pointing it at Michael to help trigger his memory. What the fuck? Like, that's, that's just not okay. No shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what kind of tactic you're doing. Like, like I feel like I would actually be scared shitless, and I'd probably just tell them whatever the fuck they wanted to hear at that yeah. point. <laughs> right? Yeah. Can you um, imagine if it was actual, like, Michael Scott from The Office in that situation? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can't even just stop thinking about The Office, can you? I'm sorry. Like, good Lord. Um, Michael had even asked for a lawyer at one point. To which his request was not granted. The detectives left the room, but then they came back in the room, continued questioning him. He continued to answer, and they later just said that they thought he was just thinking about getting about getting a lawyer and not actually asking for one at that particular oh, fuck moment. Off. Like I'm sorry. Can I get a lawyer? Oh, I thought he was just thinking. About I thought it. he was just like thinking about that shit. Like that's no. And interestingly enough, detective, this detective, Polinko, was later removed from the case after he allegedly coerced a confession in a different case. Motherfucker. Yeah. So, like, honestly, just like that isn't helpful, really. That kind no. of shit's like, it's just not helpful. It's not getting anything. All, it, all he's trying to do is get himself uh, more recognition for quote-unquote solving, solving these cases. cases which i just think is just like it's just a waste of money and time now there was another issue and in 2006 basically 15 years after the murders Ro robert's conviction was overturned and the following year so was michael's basically it was found that the courts violated both robert and michael's sixth amendment right to confront their accuser. Robert and Michael's confessions were used against one another at their separate trials, but their lawyers were never given the opportunity to cross-examine the accuser. Mm. So as a result, it was determined their constitutional rights had been violated. They would remain in jail while it was decided if the prosecution was going to retry the case. So Holy just shit. like this whole, this is just like a shit show, hey? No kidding. So, however, later in 2008, the defense requests to have the DNA be retested with the new technology that's now available, right? That's mm -hmm. like 
almost 20 years later. Um, and it was found that the DNA did not match either Michael or Robert or rather any of the men suspected of this crime. Shit. Suspected of this crime. And like, I feel like that's a big testament of their potential innocence that they they pushed for this. Like, let's get this DNA like retested, yeah. right? You know? But rather than go with this proof and release Michael and Robert, the investigators and the DA come up with a new theory that there was actually just a fifth man involved and that For Michael sakes. and Robert were still tied to this case. Well, I mean, it is possible. It's freaking possible, I guess. Or what if she had a boyfriend and just had a little visit with a boyfriend before going to work? They probably would have known that. Well, well, maybe, possibly. I don't know. But, I mean, it is also possible. I I'm guess. Just, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and just say, like, just as it is possible there's a fifth dude, this is also fucking possible, you know? Yeah. Grasping for fucking straws. Might as well <laughs> grasp at them all. Um, it, however, was soon realized that the prosecution no longer had a, a case, for now, against them. Wait, for now? It's something that could be revisited. Oh, I thought you meant like we have more coming oh, up here that no. you can tell us. No, like, it's totally something that could be always revisited. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and October 28, 2009, all charges were dismissed. So basically, there you have it. Um, I don't know. Okay, this is like a tough one for me. Like, do you believe that these individuals committed the crime? So... The fact that the investigators were led to them initially and then again led to them 10 years later seems kind of fishy to me. But other than Maurice having a similar weapon in his backpack at the time of the murders and very questionable confessions later, there really wasn't a lot to go on. And I also wanted to mention the original detective, mm -hmm. Jones, who was no longer a part of this second operation thing of the men getting arrested. He does not believe that they committed the crime. No. Not at all. I I do find it really fucking fishy that the one boy just so happened to have a 22 at the mall where the girls just so happened to be before work. And then when questioned, he suddenly passes, oh, I gave it to someone else and they did it. <laughs> it does seem really weird. You think he would just be like, No. Yeah, oh, no. I, I do have a gun. Like, I, I stole it from my dad or, or something. But him saying, no, they did it, makes me say he's worried about rifling or some sort of tie back to the gun. Mm -hmm. That's that's the big trigger for me. He was there where the girls were prior to work. So he knew where they were going and what time and all that shit. And he was worried about the gun. That is major to me. Well, he was there where the the younger ones were right yeah yeah so i don't know in a, in a way it's almost they because they i don't think they were the ones that were sitting at that booth though so it's like those men that were sitting at the booth yeah you're right and that one man who used the bathroom and seemed shady they just like need to be found but it's so it's so far down the line now and there was like things that had been missed and it's like at this point is this going to get solved i'm i'm it could just be coincidence it could have just been just two dudes just sitting in a fucking it could it could have been however there's also a high likelihood that if it was just two dudes who had nothing to do with it they very well could have come forward and been like oh that was me like you know i true I, yeah they they probably would have really most if likely. they had nothing to hide yeah because I know if, if it was me and I had nothing to hide, I'd be like, yo, like, can I help? Like, that was me there that night. And then just question your whole life of how, why you look like a shady person. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? I was just eating Froyo. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They weren't. They just were having pop. Oh. I was just having a pop. But I mean, like, maybe they're just thirsty and that was, like, a place, the main place in that area that was open or yeah. something. They could. Hey. They could have been on a road trip and just like, let's stop somewhere. Just like get something to some sugar in our system. Yeah. You want some yeah. froyo? Not really. Maybe, maybe you got some. They some could maybe not even realize that that was like the same thing, place they were or something yeah. really potentially. Yeah. Right. So who knows? So anyway, one day. 
Yeah, I hope it does because it's it would be really nice for the families. And fuck those guys who did it because fuck that's ugh. like it's just brutal what they did. In the sh- the the shop now is a nail salon. Is it? Yeah. So and there is like a plaque um, outside in the parking lot remembering and these then, oh, okay, that's, these that's girls nice. and stuff. That's so good. like they're definitely not forgotten. But oh, it's just brutal. And on a side note, I just wanted to say um, we're behind on our messages on Instagram. <laughs> Very much so. so. We're behind on life. We are just behind on life. And we do, like we have said, we try to answer people for the most part, right? But we are behind. So just have patience. <laughs> yeah, we will get to your message. We promise. Just it might not be right away. Yeah. But it will happen. It will happen. So anyway, until then. Until we catch up and message you back. Stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.